The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. Buzz Burbank. News and comment. Tuesday, September 13th, 2016. From the one-man worldwide newsroom, this is free and independent news. Made possible when you shop through the Amazon links at buzzburbank.com. Hillary Clinton says she didn't go public with her pneumonia diagnosis because she didn't think it was a big deal. She says she didn't even tell some of her own campaign aides. Clinton also says she didn't listen to her doctor's advice and continued campaigning despite the coughing fit in Cleveland last week. Both she and her campaign have apologized for covering up the cough, but they insist the candidate is healthier than it appeared. Sounding strong on CNN last night, Clinton said she's the only candidate who's released legitimate medical records. Donald Trump says his medical report will be out Thursday on the Dr. Oz show. To date, his doctor has only said that Trump would be the healthiest president in history. It was during the peak of Clinton's illness that she called half of Trump supporters a basket of deplorables. Between alienating some voters and her latest lack of transparency, a week from which Clinton expected momentum turned out to be one of the most damaging of her campaign. Husband Bill Clinton says he expects his wife will resume campaigning later in the week. An investigation by the Washington Post shows that Donald Trump's charity may do more for Trump than for the people it's supposed to benefit. Trump takes credit for the charitable work done by his foundation, but the last time he contributed any money to it was eight years ago when he chipped in $30,000. The Post report says Trump used $20,000 donated by others to buy a six-foot-tall painting of himself. Trump claimed his foundation had donated to charities that never got a dime, and this is the same charity that illegally donated twenty-five grand to a political campaign by Florida's Attorney General Pam Bondi. It was that donation and a government fine that led the D.C. paper to investigate the Trump Foundation. The Trump campaign calls the Post report inaccurate. Meanwhile, Donald Trump's lead is growing. He's now nearly three points ahead of Hillary Clinton in the latest daily UPI tracking poll, Trump 49%, Clinton 46%. The remaining 5% chose other, meaning either a third-party candidate or simply skipping that question on the ballot. Trump is on par to match his highest ratings to date. A national poll such as UPI's does not predict an election outcome. That is determined by key battleground states, most of which have Clinton still in the lead, even though that lead is shrinking. And another new poll shows that nearly one in four voters will withhold their final decision on a candidate until after the upcoming debates, the first of which is now just two weeks away. Three out of four voters say they plan to watch that first debate. There will be two others, plus a debate between running mates Mike Pence and Tim Kaine. There's good reason the government warned people to power down their new Samsung Galaxy Note 7 smartphones. A St. Petersburg, Florida family watched their Jeep go up in flames after one of the phones caught fire on the dashboard. The phone's owner says he was not aware the phones had been recalled. Elsewhere in Florida, a Note 7 exploded while a man was holding it. He dropped the flaming phone, and it set fire to the table upon which it fell. In Australia, a Galaxy Note 7 caught fire in a hotel and did $1,400 damage to the room. Airlines have banned the new Samsung phone. An arsonist was behind the fire at a mosque attended by Orlando killer Omar Mateen. The mosque had received a number of threats after Mateen's one-man terror attack on an Orlando nightclub. Surveillance video shows a man, a flash, and the man running away. 
and it happened at the end of a long day of remembering the 9-11 attacks, so it would appear to be arson. The ATF has now joined the Florida Fire Marshal in investigating. The Syrian ceasefire worked out by the U.S. and Russia went into effect as scheduled yesterday at noon, and mostly it's holding. The initial purpose of the ceasefire is to allow help to get to the millions of Syrians who need it after five years of civil war. That aid is needed especially by those who were injured when Syria's President Assad used chemical weapons on his own civilians. Many are now living in caves without food, water, medicine to protect themselves from the relentless shower of bombs. Children are being schooled in caves where they get bitten by snakes. If the ceasefire holds for a week, the U.S. and Russia will join forces to attack ISIS targets. So the question now, of course, is will it hold? Russia caused the last ceasefire to go sideways when it used that time to bring in new heavy military equipment to assist the Assad regime in fighting rebel forces other than ISIS. The people of South Korea want action after North Korea's fifth illegal nuclear weapons test four days ago. Among other things, South Koreans and their government want the U.S. to bring in more warplanes to try to warn the North of the power it faces as it continues to pose a threat. The U.S. has for decades sent in B-2s and B-52s to try to keep North Korea in check. This time, the plan was to also send in some strategic supersonic bombers and to do it yesterday. But the weather got in the way. Bad weather grounded the planes, delaying the trip by a day. The planes were rescheduled and flew in today instead. Many in South Korea want more. They'd like the U.S. to station those strategic supersonic jets in South Korea so that a response never again gets rained out. But a U.S. military deterrence effort is opposed by both China and Russia. Russia and China, meanwhile, have, in a separate matter, agreed to conduct joint military exercises in the South China Sea. If 20-year-old Marine trainee Rahil Siddiqui committed suicide, he was driven to it. Even while hazing was already under investigation in the Corps' basic training program, Siddiqui was forced by his drill instructor to run up and down the halls of a residence for recruits, despite reporting he had a sore throat. When Siddiqui fell to the floor, the drill instructor ordered him to stand and then slapped him repeatedly, a clear violation of Marine regulations. At that point, Siddiqui, who'd arrived at Paris Island, South Carolina, contemplating suicide, ran to one end of the residence hall, threw himself over a stairwell railing, and fell 40 feet to his death. Washington lawmakers are now asking questions, especially since Siddiqui is Muslim, and as many as 20 Marines may be facing disciplinary action. Questions have also been raised again about hazing and about basic training leadership. The Corps is now overhauling its training procedures and its suicide prevention efforts after several firings and suspensions. The Donald Trump-like change that came to the United Kingdom hasn't led to much change so far, and it's created a degree of chaos. The U.K. voted in June to leave the European Union, but that's not as easy as flipping a switch. The British government is still in talks with the European Union about how the divorce will work, and those talks are weighted down by layers of complications. Voters there approved leaving the EU partly because, like many Trump supporters in the U.S., they wanted a crackdown on immigrants. Staying in the European Union would have stood in the way of that. So instead of building a wall, Britons voted to break away from the other European countries. But that change hasn't come to pass either. The legal status of the immigrant workers in the United Kingdom still hasn't been determined. The U.K.'s new prime minister is Theresa May. 
She replaces David Cameron, who, standing in the way of these changes, resigned. Now Cameron has thrown up his hands and quit as a member of Parliament, saying he'd only be a distraction. No longer a leader and not one to follow this, Cameron has decided to simply get out of the way. Support news and comment with follows, likes, and shares on social media at Buzz Burbank and Michael J. Elston. This is Buzz Burbank News and Comment on the Realm Network. Here's some pretty exciting news about how you can help support this free daily newscast and get more entertainment for less money. Compared to Netflix and Hulu, Amazon Prime Video has three to four times as many streaming movies, and it costs a dollar less per month. And now you can subscribe to Amazon Prime Video through my webpage on a monthly basis for just $8.99. Amazon Prime Video has thousands of TV shows, including original series winning as many awards as the shows on Netflix. But if you love movies, Amazon Prime Video is the one for you, including Interstellar Hunger Games, Mockingjay, Ex Machina, and The Wolf of Wall Street. And all of it now available on a monthly basis with the lowest prices in streaming. Subscribing to Amazon Prime Video or Amazon Prime, also available monthly, helps support this free daily newscast if you go through the links you'll find at buzzburbank.com. Why did a bus driver carrying a high school football team circle back around the airport? And why did the bus then run off the pavement and collide with a concrete pillar? Fifteen players from Legacy High and Broomfield, Colorado were admitted to hospitals, including two in critical condition, two in serious condition. Three coaches riding in the front of the bus were among the most seriously hurt. The woman driving the bus was killed in the crash. Police are investigating why the driver did what she did. Tesla's making changes to its autopilot feature after a Tesla driver was killed in a crash back in May. In that wreck, the autopilot mistook a big white semi for a bright white sky, relying more on its camera than its radar. The adjustment will make the updated Tesla software rely more on the radar. Quoting a company spokesman, the car should almost always hit the brakes correctly, even if a UFO were to land on the freeway in zero visibility conditions. And who are we to disagree? Even if you got this far in life without knowing who Crazy Eddie is, you know the phrase, our prices are insane. That's Crazy Eddie, and his story's even crazier. Eddie Antar ran a chain of discount electronic stores, and for people growing up in New York and a couple of neighboring states, Crazy Eddie was an icon. His commercials flooded the airwaves in the 70s and 80s. But the guy on TV wasn't Crazy Eddie. It was a disc jockey named Jerry Carroll. The real Eddie is the one indicted for securities fraud and insider trading back in 87. Eddie tried to beat the rap by fleeing to Israel, but he was dragged back here to stand trial in 91. He spent the next eight years in prison and paid $150 million in fees and restitution to the people he cheated. Now, Crazy Eddie has died at just 68 years of age. Here's your weekly Fandango movie roundup. Tom Hanks as Scully was the top draw at movie theaters over the weekend, landing a $36 million opening. When the Bow Breaks was second, followed by Don't Breathe, Suicide Squad, and The Wildlife. For your local theaters and showtimes, previews, tickets, and so much more, and to support this free news, please use and bookmark the Fandango link you'll find at buzzburbank.com. Some people literally don't know a good thing when they've got it. Take the Rhode Island man who was clearing out his car when he found a Powerball ticket from last year. He was going to throw it away, but a friend told him he should at least check out the numbers. Good thing. It was the unclaimed jackpot of $50,000.
and he found it just in time. If the winner hadn't claimed the money by Thursday of this week, it would have gone back into the state's general fund. But in Manteca, California, a woman with impaired vision was playing dollar scratch-off when she came across one that appeared to have won her a dollar. And then looking more closely, she says it appeared to say she'd won $785. She told the clerk she couldn't see very well and asked for his help. The clerk's eyes got bigger as he looked. That she could see. The clerk then hugged the woman and told her she'd won $785,000, which is lucky indeed since 58-year-old Denise Harvey had just lost her husband, her house, and her car. Quoting her, I'm going to buy a little house, you know, nothing fancy. All I care about is having a place for my children and grandchildren to come see me. A couple of elderly drivers who wouldn't back up or back down tied up traffic in Picton, New South Wales, Australia. An older man in his car, an older woman in hers, met bumper to bumper in the middle of the Victoria Bridge, which is only one lane wide. The man claimed he'd entered the bridge first and had the right of way. The woman insisted she was there first. Someone needed to back out of the bridge, and it wasn't going to be either one of them. And this went on for 30 minutes, with other traffic backing up in both directions, many drivers who could forced to turn around. Police fined both drivers nearly 200 bucks for obstructing traffic, for refusing to back up or back down. And finally, Lisa Lobry was on her way to her core fitness class not far from Philadelphia's art museum when she heard a rustling in the trees overhead. That's when a five-pound catfish, normally a bottom feeder, fell from the sky and slapped her across the face. Oh, my God, declared Lisa's friend Annie. It was a fish. A large bird was seen fleeing on wing. Lisa got a cut below her eye and had to skip core fitness that day, but it might not have been the injury that kept her from her workout. Quoting Lisa, I smelled so bad afterwards. I smelled disgusting. She says she realizes worse things do happen, but she also says it was one of the strangest events of her life. She does see the humor in being slapped in the face by a falling fish. In Lisa's words, it's just nice giving people a good story to laugh at. Lisa, we couldn't agree more. I'm Buzz Burbank. Thank you for listening, and thanks for supporting the shows and sponsors at buzzburbank.com. I'll be back tomorrow with another Buzz Burbank News and Comments. The preceding presentation was brought to you by The Realm Network.